0: Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Musician. I am your host, Ryan Mancini, and I am unfortunately not joined by Vanessa Paré today. Usually it's the two of us, but today it's just going to be me. Thank you if you're joining us again as a frequent listener, and if you're new, you are in for a treat. So what is going on in this episode? So, one, I'm not filming. This is a new series that I'm trying to start I don't even have a name yet. It could be Rye Guy Talks, (laughs) Ryan's Therapy, like, I don't know. If you have ideas, let me know. But I thought it'd be nice to introduce a way for me to speak to you personally. So Vanessa and I have very different lives, even though we live in the same place and we both go through this music journey together. We do a lot of these gigs together just because people know us as that couple in the area, We each have our individual experiences, and I think it's important that we talk about it or we share our own perspective without another person in the room. It could lead to a very different discussion, I should say. There's probably a better word for it because it's just going to be me speaking. (laughs) But I thought it was good for me to share my thoughts, just on what's going on in my life. In this particular episode, I just want to you know, set that frame for you. Maybe you send in questions to me. I would love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever platforms we are on. I would love to hear from you about what it is that you want answered as a musician. How can I specifically support you in that? But at the end of the day, the original idea for this podcast was that we can just share with people what we are going through, what Vanessa and I are going through as a musician so that you can just gain insight onto like what's real. A lot of people have these preconceived notions about what it's like in the music industry, how you should behave or what you should be expecting because this is what happens for other people. But I feel a lot of the time we're comparing to that top 1% or even smaller top 0.1% of people that are gigging all the time, flying around the world, selling their music, and all day long, either uh, preparing for a performance, traveling to a performance, just sitting in buckets of money, That's it's not realistic. We forget about this 99% of other people that are on this spectrum. And that's all it is. It's a spectrum of where you are in your musicianship. There are hobbyist musicians that are just trying to play out and have fun. And that's fine. That's still being a musician. Now, musician can come in many different forms. Um, You could be full-time. That could be the reason you have an income. You could be gigging all the time. You could be gigging just on the weekends. Maybe you're only making as much as like a teacher would or an engineer or Maybe you start to make as much as a doctor. Like, it's, it's all over the place. And I think there needs to be some transparency there about what's going on. So that's what you can expect is I'll answer your questions and also talk about what I'm going through and maybe bring up some stories from my past. Today, in this episode, I do want to talk about what's been going on recently. I got an email from the podcast platform that I upload all my um, audio forms to. And I found that we posted, I think, like 23 episodes this year, which is kind of nuts to me (laughs) to think about because it feels like we haven't done an episode an entire year. And I'm so sorry that we have not, you know, been up on it. It's been an interesting year. We just get busy in different ways you know some people might go on tour for a long time and not write any music for an entire year or not produce an album I think that's kind of the the season that we're in I want to say I, I'm trying to get this started so that we have something more consistent that we can post uh, maybe we hop on with Vanessa more maybe Vanessa just wants to you know spitball she's great at talking and I, and I guarantee she's got something to say <laughs> But, uh, if, if not that we can add in more interviews, I, I think it's very beneficial when, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great to hear from people that are older than us, people that are in the industry figuring it out and who have figured it out for decades. I mean, some of these people we have had on have already admitted that they're still figuring it out. It's a beast that is constantly changing. Um, Specifically for me in this last year, I've been so focused on just being full-time in my video business. And so I think the story that comes of this now is what was my creator journey and what am I going through? And how does my musicianship change because of all of this? So let's back up to October 2022, I believe. Yeah. October, 2022. So even before that, in that summer of last year, I was transitioning out of public school teaching. I didn't want to teach music to kids. I found it very hard to connect with them because they just need so many of the basics that I couldn't explore this other level of music making that I really, really wanted to make. The whole reason I had even started music education is because I believed there needed to be better teachers in the world, ones that can take someone from an advanced level to a world-class level beyond, maybe even intermediate would be good enough for me, but I really thought there needed to be people that could do the professionals, um, bring in the celebrities, you know, stuff like that. That's what I thought is what I wanted to do. And teaching middle school obviously is not that. So I tried to transition out of that. I had always been making videos anyways, because I was interested in content creation. I was doing my 100 day challenge at the end of that first school year outside of college. And in that 100 day challenge, I was trying to get my YouTube channel to a point where I could monetize. If I could get videos to make money for me, then, you know, I could be a full-time creator. I I did the math constantly. I'm like, if my cost per per thousand, um, and that's not what it actually is in the metrics. It's CPM cost cost per mill, um, but it's it's basically cost per thousand. If I could get my cost per thousand. From anywhere from one dollar to five dollars, and you know, I got a certain amount of views, then you know, maybe I could make an income. What if I made another a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars each month? I would be pretty okay. I could get a part-time job and and survive off my videos. Then I can focus on the thing that I actually want to do. And I think a lot of my generation specifically is trying to figure out whether we want to be financially stable first and then transition into the thing we want to do or do the thing completely. Don't let anything stop you. Don't worry about making money. Live in your parents' basement. Live out of uh, someone's garage or you know, go couch surfing. We forget the in-between though. And that's what I think I've been figuring out for the last year is what that in-between has looked like for me. Because I was making these videos, I thought to myself, well, what if I just start a company? I can, I can make videos for other people. I'm pretty good at social media. I've got a good handling. I've, I've done mentorship programs. I've put in about five or $6,000 worth of online courses, um, which <laughs> that's the first time admitting that out loud. But I actually put in that much money even when I was in college. You know I'm still trying to pay to live on campus and for these books and stuff like that. I didn't have a lot of money, but i I did my best to make that thing work. I got my church job, which was like you know four or five hundred dollars a month. We'd have two rehearsals or two meetings a week, two calls um and for transparency, it was it's sixty five dollars a call. So, you know, $130 a week for a college student is not bad. I was lifeguarding and all that stuff. But before I get completely off track, um, I was just doing what I can to learn about social media. And because I had this knowledge, I thought it was great to start a company. Um, while I started this company, obviously, I didn't start making money right away. I had to find clients. Um, I was I was figuring it out. Some people wanted videos, sometimes I made a few hundred dollars on YouTube, which was pretty incredible. I I remember that time it was like August or September, right after I had hit those 1000 subscribers. And, you know, I was getting like 250,000 views a month on my videos. It was insane. I was really ramping up even just after getting 1000 subscribers. So right after September, October hits, and I'm like, I need something else. I can't live off my savings. It's been a while since I had a job. So I found a part-time teaching gig in Connecticut, and I thought it'd be really cool because it was two days on campus, maybe three, depending on how the schedule rotates. And I thought, okay, so... I can spend two days a week if I'm doing a normal business week and focus on my content creation yet make just enough because I wasn't paying loans these are COVID times still um, I wasn't paying loans, so my cost of living was pretty low and I thought you know if'm if I have a low income job I, then I can focus on what I'm doing you know I'm not worried about being full-time and making 50, 60, 70 80 thousand dollars a year. Fast forward, I eventually just sat on the couch and I'm like, how do I start a business? I literally looked up, how do I start an LLC in Connecticut? Boom, within an hour, I had that thing filed. It cost me probably $120. I decided to go with the easiest name that I could think of, Mancini Media. I immediately thought of the logo, which was an M. uh, Times M is what it looks like on the screen. MXM is what it actually is. Um, and I think it looks dope. It's nice and simple. It's very cool. Um, But during that time, I had met someone online, another online course person. His name was Eric, Eric Deeren, And you can look him up. He's a great guy. He's a great mentor. He knows a lot about scaling video businesses. And I had gotten into his mentorship program. And he had really helped me to see the future as far as where I could get my video business that I need to start believing in my product and start selling it at prices that other people, you know, other common folk might be like, wow, that's really expensive. But when you're talking to other businesses and making commercials and stuff like that, you know, think about McDonald's, a $100,000 video is, that's easy for them. That's, that's a constant thing. These are billion dollar companies, $100,000 is, not even a drop in the bucket. And so they're paying for the very best. And so I was like, I need to establish myself as one of the very best in the business around here. Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just doing it, figuring it out, which was, you know, that's the key for anything. It's just figure it out. So flash forward, I sign up with Eric. He teaches me a lot about how to find these clients. I got a few gigs here and there. It was like last moment. I need you to film a wedding for me. I need you to um, to do a music video for me. There's like these little things that popped up here and there. And it was like enough for me to be like, okay, I can pay this guy for this mentorship. And I can also cover these bills. Thank God I don't have loans coming in. Um, And so a few months, it was kind of like, like a little famine, I had gone through a huge change of like, how do I sell myself? How do I believe in what I'm doing enough in order to make a future client believe that these prices are worth it, and that I can actually get them the results that they're looking for. So flash forward to summer, or I guess a little bit before the end of spring. I don't know, May or something like that, I finally am talking to people and getting them excited about working with me. I had landed a big deal that made me feel very financially stable for a while, but during this time, I had kind of lost my way with music making, with content creation, because I was so heavily invested on, I need to make sure that I'm financially stable. I can't, I can't create content if I, if I can't pay my bills. I'm not going to make good content if that's the case, you know, if I'm so worried about all of that. And that's another thing that really I don't think a lot of people think about is if you are thinking about couch surfing or, you know, oh, I'm going to move in with my parents. They'll pay for my food. They'll pay for my rent and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's nice. Um, but like if you've got no money to spend on yourself to enjoy life, like it becomes really hard to make good art. I've, I've said it before in the episode with uh, human versus kind of AI is that a lot of people assume that AI is going to do better art. But humans will always make better art because they are human. If you can get the human aspect of your life together, then you'll always be better than a computer. A computer might work faster. They might have some clever things, and they might learn a few things from what other people have made in the past. But human aspect will always be present. I don't know what it is. I believe in, you know, energies being shared through content or through conversation um, and relationships. So I always think we're gonna be better than AI. It's just, we got to stay human. And so at this point, you know, heading into the summer of this year, 2023, I am working on the human aspect of myself. Okay, I'm going to go on a vacation. Vanessa and I are going to go out. You know, we're we're trying to spend a little money to enjoy life. And I was like, I'm not posting content. We kind of stopped the podcast. And, you know, I, I was a little down in the dumps about it because I really liked sharing with people. I I heard every now and then from people that, oh, my gosh, this stuff is really helpful. I was looking for something exactly like this. So I started to see the, the, uh, the plants being grown from the seeds that were sown. So um, <laughs> Dr. Seuss moment, not even trying to rhyme. <laughs> but I felt like we had fallen off this train. And I really, really wanted to get back on it. I noticed that at a certain point, I was 200 days away from the last podcast post I had made. And, you know, I had started to spiral a little bit because it was like only work, 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 business, corporate Ryan, which sucked. I wasn't making music at all. Um, and then I realized that I needed to make a change. We started doing gigs. Down to Funk started doing stuff. The four of us. I'm very thankful that my brothers decided to, you know, come do these gigs with us. And even if some of us couldn't do it, we had some fill-ins or we had some add-ons and it wasn't so much about the money right away. We all had our own jobs and it was just like, it almost felt like we were doing it as a hobby. Um, Eventually, you know, hoping, moving towards 2024, we can turn it into a full-time thing. But for now, you know, I'm doing my business full time, which is great. That's a that's a huge feat in itself. And I thought I need to pull the reins back, I need to make enough money to be comfortable. But have time in my life to not be burnt out at the end of the day, or even the beginning of the day, because sometimes the day before can weigh on you so much that you wake up and you're not like, you're not in it. You do not want to edit more. <laughs> you do not want to go and film more things. You don't want to be on your feet again. And you know, I wouldn't even say it was depression. I just like had no inspiration and no consistency or habits for making content. And that's a big thing that I needed to figure out for myself. Um, eventually, leading up till now, I had found a friend of mine. His name is Kong. Kong Fam. He's had over billions of views on YouTube. You can look him up. This guy is legit. He's made so many different YouTube channels with millions of subscribers. And it's very interesting to hear how how he's helping other creators along their journey. He created this uh, program called Creator DAO. Within Creator Dow, I believe there's sponsors like Paris Hilton, and Logan Paul, like YouTubers and famous people that you would know already. He had even said in this email, like, this is a free program I'm going to offer you guys. And I had trusted in the programs that he has offered before. That's what I meant with the $6,000 I invested. This is the guy I, I invested in it. He gave us all this information on how to succeed on social media, how to make viral posts, what it takes to actually make it in this world of creators because an influencer is a new thing it's a new thing that's come in with the new programs the new social media platforms so it's it's still on the rise it's not something that like people have hundreds of years with experience figuring out so i had paid for that information from kong for years i had done one-on-one mentorships and so now here we are back again i had gotten an email about the creator dao program what now can he be offering This is free. These guys put $10 million into this program. So he's getting paid. Okay. He's got staff. They are paid. So he's not worried about making money. He's like, I'm going to offer this for free. Just sign up. And at the end, three people each have the chance of winning $10,000. So, you know, I joined this and I'm like, I just, I'm honestly not even worried about $10,000 because, if you saw the rates that mancini media charges you'd be like oh okay so this is this is not that much ten thousand dollars can pay off maybe a personal loan for some people but it's not <laughs> it's not like it's not like a hundred thousand or a million dollars you know that's life changing ten thousand dollars can still change someone's uh you know whole life around but i wasn't like i need to win this money or i need to kill myself to win this money i just need to consistently post. I want to get back into it. I need to be consistent. So if I have someone over my shoulder that's saying, this is what you need to be doing. Uh, This is what you should be trying. Then I thought, I'll be okay, I'll get back on it. And so a few weeks had gone by, I had filmed the video and dang, I forgot how hard it was to self record I'm so used to filming weddings and events and stuff like that, that it was like, it's so nice being behind the camera. You forget how hard it is to check the settings, make sure you have the correct exposure, make sure your audio is working when you're the only person in the room making sure all of that stuff is working. And so all of that muscle memory had gone and I had almost wanted to cry, to be honest. I was like, this is so tough now. I... I lost it a little bit. Um, and so it took me like three weeks before I posted a video. And the requirements for the end of the competition to get to be eligible for this $10,000 is you got to post four videos within eight weeks. Um, every single week, they're posting a different instructional video and saying that you have to at least try to post one video each week. Um Obviously, life catches up, and they know that you can't post every single week. So if you can post every other week for eight weeks, you'll be all right. And so hopefully, people would build their habits. And that's what they were aiming for, really. They said, even if you don't, you know, try for the $10,000, we'll still offer one-on-one mentorships and invest in people in order to grow their channel. So who knows, maybe something out of this will come where, they're like, hey, instead of ten thousand dollars, we believe in your channel. We're wondering if you want to do a one-on-one mentorship for the next three years. We'll invest, you know, seventy-five thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. Who knows what they want to invest? But maybe maybe they'll see something in this creator journey of mine and they'll they'll help out. But anyways, the whole reason I bring this up is now here I am, it's December and we've reached the end of the competition, I've made it through this first round of choosing. I'm one of the 12 finalists, which is kind of insane. I I didn't expect it. I was just like, I'm just going to keep posting. And then I realized, oh, wait, we're in the last week. I posted four videos. Let me post one more and then just, and then share my best one for the competition. And so I had eventually gotten a video with I think right now it's at 29,000 views. So I was like, I've got a pretty good chance. So now I'm starting to get back into this creator journey, which I think it goes hand in hand with my music. I know this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be a musician podcast, but we are creators. We are artists. You need to learn how to be consistent with your music. You need to learn how to, and this is how Kong would say it, be a fucking cockroach. Cockroaches, they can take, like, nuclear blasts and still survive. These things are crazy. And that's what we need to be trying to do with ourselves is continue on at all costs. And so I think that's what I'm finally getting back into. I feel re-inspired by things, but I can't live off the inspiration. It has to be consistent, like it is in the corporate world. You don't have an option to just stop. Or else you just stop making money, because that's really how it is for a business. If you're not continuing to grow, you're you're falling behind. People will forget about you. Attention is so important for creators. It doesn't matter if you are a visual artist, you like to paint, draw. It doesn't matter if you have a podcast, if you make music, you need to have someone's attention. And so if you just keep going, if you just keep making something, eventually, eventually something will happen. That's, that's the key. If you are consistent about what you're doing and you're trying to improve it, some people might just be like, I'm going to take the easy way. I'm just going to create some BS stuff on Canvas. <sighs> I hate those social media posts. Please don't do those if you, if you do. Please just text me if you need help with your content ideas. <laughs> Send something in my DMs. I've got multiple social media accounts. I can help you out. But if you just keep trying to improve with each new piece of content, eventually, eventually you'll build that empire that you're trying to build. If you are trying to get more gigs, just keep calling. And that's the fault, honestly, of Down to Funk. We say you should do all these things about how to get gigs and stuff like that. But our band, we don't have gigs a lot. And nor do I want to spend my time with low-cost gigs. Because I don't have a lot of time to give anyways. Um But that is our downfall, is that we don't call as much as we should. We don't reach out to businesses as much as we should. And if we threw ourselves out there constantly, I mean, a manager would help too, we would definitely have those gigs. We could definitely be full-time. And that's really how the musicians that are around us in our area are doing it. They're constantly reaching out. That's what you're doing on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday day, and waiting for those Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday gigs. You're just constantly reaching out, constantly making new connections. That's that's all we're trying to do. Anyways, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Unfiltered Musician. If you like this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to see our other musical content. And message us with suggestions about what you want to hear about next at unfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram or unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you, and I'll see you soon.